<laughs> You're now tuned in to another opinionated episode of the Second Opinion Podcast, covering every topic in the world of gaming that we can think of. Gaming is our passion, and podcasting is our profession. Celeb and Bolts podcasting since 2011. The Second Opinion Podcast starts now. Okay, first off, let me say this. What the fuck is going on right now? Like, are we in a time warp? Is that what is, is that what is happening? I feel like we are. Welcome if you to are Citadel. Years ago. Podcast the Citadel. It's Toaster Commander Toaster. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Second Opinion Podcast, episode three hundred and forty-six. And as you can see, you're watching this not just live on Twitch, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, but you're probably also watching the video version of this on Spotify podcast. So big, big shout outs to these two gentlemen. It has been some time since we have done a podcast together. We've been talking about doing something like this for so long. And uh, to be honest with you, I just dropped the ball so many times. I was like, Oh, you know, yeah, we're doing this. Uh, so <laughs> I, I am excited to be here with you guys. I'm so, so excited. I just, I can't believe it. Um, I want to give a shout out real quick to uh, the one and only uh, Mark, um, who is in the chat right now. Mark has been um, Mark has been a fan of second opinion since we started second opinion back in 2011. And he has always supported the channel. Um, anytime I do a live stream, he always pops up and it's just amazing. And so big shout out to, to him. So, um, yeah. So like that deserves a, Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> right. Yes. Oh, hello, hello, Mark. Hi, Mark. Well, hello. <laughs> yeah. So, um, the Second Opinion Podcast, uh, the reunion episode is now here. And uh, as you guys can see, um, we have uh, two old bastards with us that have uh, have been uh, living their life and all kinds of stuff. So we're joined by Jason Skellybellick, the previous up, co-host everybody? and co-founder of Second Opinion Pro, and also joined by the one and only Jeremy Toaster Rowan McGee. I forgot to put McGee in there. I'm sorry. Oh, so as as Toaster has matured. Oh yeah. What what did you called yourself something different now? Correct? Oh, for a while. So I had a friend um who was concerned about a situation in her life. And yeah. I she came to me and she like, you know, I talked to her, chatted, and gave her some advice. And she's like, Thank you. You've always been my Obi-Wan Kenobi. And my nickname growing up was my last name because that's what people called each other back then. Yeah. You know, in, in the 1890s. And, um, <laughs> I didn't know your last name was Fuckwit. Ouch. <laughs> that hurts me. Um, so, yeah, like I, it, like I closed the chat out and I was like, holy shit. Rowan Juan Kenobi. And so hey. for a brief moment, like, actually, no, let me phrase. So on Xbox for a little bit, I became Rowan Juan Kenobi. 
But I went to go change it on the PlayStation, and the PlayStation gives you this message to make you feel awful about wanting to change your gamer tag. And it was like, you've been Toaster McGee forever. <laughs> Do you really want to change this? And I was like, no. Um, the problem with the original Toaster McGee on Xbox is, um, for some reason, unknown to most of us, uh, I got banned. I don't know why. It was, it was scaling. It was, it was not. I mean, no, him, him and I, it, we were, it was a mystery to the both of us. Cheating. Well, we called, uh, we called the Scooby gang and they were like, we all know. Um, uh, we, like I said, we're joined by uh, two um, previous co-hosts of the Second Opinion podcast. Uh, people that the, these two guys, if it wasn't for Toaster and Skelly, um, Second Opinion wouldn't, wouldn't have happened uh at all and um on this show today we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff we're going to talk about um uh you know our life we're going to talk about you know how second opinion came up some of our best memories and we're going to talk about uh some gaming news as well and um I'm, I'm just excited man i really am i'm excited to be here i'm excited to have you guys here but before uh, we really kind of get into like what have you been gaming or, you know, uh, this topic, the change that I have called, you know, life's a bitch. How about you? Um, there's something that I want to show you guys that we have talked about on the podcast for some time now. And uh, man, I told you not to link out my only. Let's friends. just watch this real quick. <laughs> SecondOpinionPod.com. I am joined by Matt Berger, a uh, developer on Diablo 3. And oh, and you can see his face. I call him Matt. He's so, like, fuck this guy. Matt, what can you yep. tell us about some of the joys of bringing this wonderful PC game to console? I was behind the camera so cringing because I saw his face. <laughs> it's Matthew. Nobody calls me Matt. Matt the Ninja, Matthew the developer. <laughs> so here we go. I am so chuffed. Hold on. Oh, God. That was... This First off, can you tell us about some of the joys of bringing this wonderful <laughs> game to console? Matt's you know, laugh, bro. Like seriously, if anybody ever wanted to say, like, can you voice Matt. act the Joker Matt for the us? There we go. Matthew the developer. <laughs> so here we go. <laughs> I am so chuffed. I'm so. Oh my god! But this moment right here. It's just it made the video for me. Toaster, I've watched it so many times. Uh, so many times. I am joined by Matt Berger. A, uh, Look at how neatly right trimmed that beard is. Look at that beard. <laughs> Perfect. But when he looked away, when he looked away, I was just like, I've got to show that on the podcast. Oh, yeah. I got it. I got to show it, man. Matthew, but... if you for some <laughs> weird reason stumble across <laughs> this particular episode of the Second Opinion Podcast, let me once again apologize and express. <laughs> My deep oh man sorrow for calling you the shortened version of your first name. Um, <laughs> I appreciate you continuing the interview with us after I did that. <laughs> um, Brother, how fucked up would that be if he was like, No one calls me Matt, get the fuck out of here? <laughs> or yeah, like I would have just like I would have like stood there with a the microphone being like, <laughs> please don't make us leave. This is like the worst money Python sketch ever. Oh my <laughs> god, man. But, but yeah, yeah, I just I Thank had you for also making an amazing Diablo entry, by the way. Like I still yes. play Diablo 3, especially now. 
you got me on Diablo. This is your fault for posting that. It's, a, it's okay. It's okay. Um, so you uh, guys remember how I felt about Nintendo, right? Yes. Like, yep. I felt about Nintendo as Jay felt about Skyrim. It sucks. And then... The freaking people behind Marvel Ultimate Alliance were like, we're going to come out with a third game, and we're going to make it a Nintendo Switch exclusive because we're dicks. <laughs> and I was like, you <laughs> bastards. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. you guys know. Hey, look I at the bottom, love- Jay. You seriously, we have a ticker. Please hound Skelly to finally play Skelly. I caved and got a switch, and I was like, okay, yeah, I'm playing more. But the ultimate like ray of just heavenly light coming down that I, I was like, okay, maybe Nintendo isn't awful. There's nothing like laying in bed before you're trying to go to bed and you're just trying to relax. And playing some original Final Fantasy VII on a handheld console. (laughs) (laughs) And then I specifically bought Diablo for the last time I went to PAX. So I had something to do while I stood in line. Oh, my God. Well, I'm going to tell you this. Um, Since we're on the topic, we'll go ahead and get it. Get that topic started real quick. So um, life's a bitch. How about you? So in this little show introduction, we used to call this what he'd been drinking, what he'd been gaming. But as I said in this description, you know, for fuck's sake, who has time for that now? Uh, (laughs) And and as I say that, Skelly's drinking. So, um, uh, you know, I'll I'll do it quickly and then I'll, uh, you know, we'll go around. Um, You know, we talk about this on the podcast all the time. I, I usually, uh, my, my days are, you know, from start to finish of either working and then going and picking up the kids and so on and so forth. Uh, but Can we I get always a ticker for how many times he says kids, <laughs> there's going to be three times. I promise. Jay, let's turn uh, it into a drinking game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be fucked up tonight. <laughs> We're going to be done. <laughs> um but yeah so uh uh but you know i always do gaming man i always do gaming uh and um what i've been gaming recently um i haven't been playing call of duty as much uh as as i I was there for a little bit but i did um uh i I did jump into the diablo beta which we're going to get into our opinions and everything on that here in just a minute um, which I, I did have fun with, but we're really going to talk about our impressions, especially with both of these guys on here. They're huge Diablo fans and, and Blizzard fans. So, um, but something else that I've been playing uh, is Resident Evil Four, and it's a uh, it's amazing. Um, uh, I, I've I'm really really loving it. Big shout out to Capcom for sending us a review code of it, but it, it is a fantastic game. And I think I'm I think these guys are the ones that eventually kind of seeped into my brain, and I was like. I've got to get a good PC because like most of these games now I buy them on PC, even with the Xbox, even with the PS five, you know, when they, when I want a big, really good game, uh, if I'm not buying it or I'm getting a review code for it, whatever, it's always usually on PC. Um, And I am just shocked. I'm shocked how amazing it is. It is a really beautifully done remake. Uh, and there for the longest time, I thought, you know, uh, Dead uh, Dead Space remake was the best looking remake. But this one, man, I'm going to tell you, it, it is it is fantastic. So. Um, so wait, here's a question about it, though, because this is the, like I loved oh. the remakes of Resident Evil yeah. so far that have come out. And I loved seven. Yeah. But I have a really big 
asterisks <laughs> next to re village and like resident the remake of resident evil was it three yeah 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 is it like three hours long like most resident no. evil, if i'm spending 70 bucks on a game now i want like at least give me 20 hours no yeah yeah that's the good thing about this one is that they they uh have added more stuff to it they've added more <clears throat> um side quests and i mean honestly like I did a stream of the original a couple of days before the release. And, you know, right off the bat in the original, you know, you get out of the truck, you walk up to the house, you save the dog, and then you kind of move about your way. Fucking and then Spoilers, sir. Well, I'm talking about the... I'm like, bro, that shit came out in 2005, motherfucker. <laughs> but hey. in this, in this, I mean, the, it's such a Spoiler, dramatic difference. You're revving. <laughs> that's an old spoiler darth vader is his father <laughs> somebody's like oh i'm fucking done um but yeah so the uh so like in the remake i mean right off the bat when you go and you start looking through all this other stuff um uh it's just shocking how different it is it really is it's it's almost shocking um and uh i've, I've had a lot of fun with it i really have so uh, my review should be coming sometime soon or whatever. Um, but um, with that said, uh, we're going to tag downwards and we'll go to Skelly. Skelly, how's life been treating you, my bro? My life's been good. Um, yeah. Just been working. That's pretty much been it lately. Yeah. Um, moved into my own place about a year and a half ago. So living yeah. by myself is fun. Yes. Um, Still doing a lot of gaming um, lately. It's been, and I know people feel a certain way, but I've been playing Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah. Um, a lot of fucking Fortnite, dude. Ever since I hated Fortnite when it first came out, but we, uh, ever since they released the no build mode, Fortnite's mm -hmm. just been on a tear. All of the partnerships, <laughs> all the partnerships they've had. Um, I'm a big uh, My Hero Academia fan, so when they incorporated like. Sorry, <laughs> you're gonna die. You oh, got yeah. something against the enemy, buddy. <laughs> We're all getting the Rona via the internet. Um, <laughs> no, but um, Fortnite's been a big thing that like i've religiously been playing that um like i said hogwarts legacy diablo 4 beta sit last since last weekend i know we're going to get into it but i can't put that game down um which i loved what they did last week when the game or when the beta went down when they shut it down on monday literally people that were still in the game got to play for an extra two hours yeah that's awesome was, yeah i loved it um but yeah, we're going to definitely talk more about that. But other than that, not really much since we finished with Second Opinion, or I, since I stepped away from Second Opinion and I started Nerdfensive, stuff like that. Um, over the years, done a lot in gaming still. I was on two panels at PAX. You know, I worked with Acer, League of Legends, um, Alienware at PAX, stuff like that. So I've still been keeping my, my finger on the pulse with gaming, so... Awesome, it's been bro. fun and i'm glad to be back yeah yeah of course you know um something that we have been wanting to do for forever toaster yes how uh how has life been you know what you've been gaming uh well i mean surprise to no one headlines to nobody uh how is still alive and well in world of warcraft mm -hmm. 
Um, I've joined the Kickouts Guild. Uh, big shout outs to Revelry. You guys are awesome. Um, what else? I, you know, what? it's fun. I haven't settled on something permanent because I'm really just filling space until Jedi Fallen Order comes out. Oh, man. Um, Not much but longer. I did, I did rip through uh, God of War Ragnarok. I thought that game was fucking beautiful. Um, and I love uh, Christopher Judge. Um, yes. I, I've loved him as an as a actor and a human being since uh, Stargate SG-1. I think Teal'c is one of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, I thought that that game, especially taking advantage of the PS5, that thing was just that game was just beautiful. And a little sidebar on that: I cannot wait to see what the PS5 is capable of as developers figure it out. You know, yeah. how to use it more and more and more. Um, what also? Uh, the Witcher Three patch. Um, I had to. Uh, even though, like, yeah. So, um, why don't you talk about what what was in that patch? Oh, the realistic vaginas yes. on uh, on the witches. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't know. I mean, we've all kind of matured. So, I mean, I know some of Have we though? <laughs> I mean, I at least grew a better beard. Um. Have we? How do I say so. this politely? Like, if you were still happy to see them with, you know, hey, landing Re- realistic hoo has after seeing what they look like for real, you go talk to somebody. Yeah, please. You've actually <laughs> seen one in real life. No, <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Wait. Loading. Oh Shut my god! Um, He's like, "Hang on, real quick. Let me share my screen." I'm like, "No, no, no, no! Wait!" <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? Uh, Destiny Two, because I still enjoy playing that game. Yeah. Um, it's actually helped me get a lot better at shooters. Um, because I don't have a clan, so like I do stuff by myself. <laughs> Doing it by yourself in that game is fucking hard. Kind of like yeah. real life. Um. Um, what else? The Diablo 4 beta, of course. Um, something that happened since we started this podcast, and now I got married. Uh, congratulations, thank you. My wonderful life, wife, Hissy Life, yeah, my wonderful life is your wonderful wife, uh, Hissy Fitz. Um, her and I have started playing Valheim, and I'm actually, I'm sorry I slept on that game. I am glad it came out on the Xbox because. I'm probably going to break the internet with this statement, but the only game I play keyboard and mouse with on PC is World of Warcraft. Yeah. If you see me in a game that I'm playing on my PC that is not World of Warcraft, I am playing with a controller. <laughs> and apparently, this breaks some unknown religious law of PC gaming that I could give two flying behinds about. Just a little bit. Um, what else? But yeah, that's about it. I, I I scoped out the Hot Wheels game. That was that's actually a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, like I I kind of it's I'm, like I said, I'm biding my time until Survivor because holy shit, I cannot wait for that game. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome, man. It really and is. I but... I won't. I'm not afraid to admit this. I play that game on easy because I'm playing a goddamn Jedi. <laughs> I, right. I shouldn't have to time my parries to do cool Jedi shit. Yeah, hundred percent agree with that, bro. 
Oh my god! Um, but oh, and there are certain but, games I play on easy too. When you're trying to enjoy the story and not dying. Oh every yeah, time. I played Callisto yeah. Project on easy because I didn't want Dead <laughs> no, Space. Uh-uh. Light no, 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 no. Listen. We're not going to get into that game, okay? <laughs> We're not going to get into that game because I'm sorry, I'm like, striking distance, but there was nothing different between that game and Dead Space, bro. Can, yeah, there was nothing. Twitter, hold up, hold up. There was nothing anymore. different. First off, secondly, fucking easy mode. That this shit still wasn't easy. Right. The fucking like, <laughs> oh my god, it was it was ridiculous. Like, like I was I'm trying to get my review piece. out as quick as possible. I'm like, oh, I got this, bro. I get to the end. I was stuck on that boss for like six days, bro. <laughs> I rage quit that game so many times. I was like, I'm done. I'm done. Oh, speaking of Elden Ring, Elden Ring. I, I you know I still haven't played Elden Ring. I can't Dude. get into those games. No. I you know what I found a cheat. So there's this zone you can get to, and if you do your like do the quest right, you can get there before you're supposed to. And there's like this like cliff that you walk up, and there's all these like sleeping little weird monks that kind of look like the little thing with the knife. In the I think we pinpointed why he got banned. Cheater. <laughs> no, no, cheater. <laughs> all right, an exploit. Um, and uh, you get to this like cliff, and there's this giant ass bird chilling in this like blood pond below you, and you shoot the bird, and it runs at you to attack, but it falls and dies. And you get like eleven thousand souls every time you do that. Really? So I grabbed a six pack and some other stuff. And actually, wait, I live in Massachusetts. It's legal here. So yeah. Um <laughs> he got baked. I got baked and a little little beers and just killed this bird for like three hours and farmed like two hundred thousand souls. It was like, yeah, let's we'll level up the dexterity here. <laughs> so you think that's why you got banned? No. I'm not, we're not getting in to why I got banned on the original Xbox 360 on a podcast you're broadcasting to the goddamn internet. <laughs> I know why uh, my Xbox got banned. Yeah, you know why I'm, my, my Xbox got banned as well. Hey, listen, I, I remember coming up to your house at PAX East, okay? Re- <laughs> hey, guess what we're playing today? I'm like, oh, what is it? <laughs> I don't know if you remember that or not, but it was a, it was a good time. It was fantastic. Which, you by the way, you. speaking speaking of that, I got to give another shout out. Skelly's mother. How is your mom? Wow, bro. Oh, Peggy. Peggy. <laughs> How is Peggy doing? She's doing good. She's had some medical stuff going on lately, but she's still up and kicking. She's yeah. living in Rhode Island now with a friend of hers. So oh, she's okay. not alone anymore since I moved out four years ago. Yeah. Well, shout out to Peggy, man. We're I remember coming to you. all of us at your house. Oh, bro. I remember coming to your house and she was so freaking nice. Man. She put up with so much like oh Jeremy God. can fucking vouch for that. <laughs> like ever, like I, on a Saturday, I would have my fucking house packed with people and my mom's just sitting in the living room watching TV. <laughs> Do you need something? Do you want something to eat? There's stuff in the fridge. <laughs> I'd show up and she'd be like, Jeremy, there's lunch meat in the refrigerator. I'm like, thanks, Peggy. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Your mom's like a real face, one. Who, It was her birthday party. That when I was wearing the Patriots jersey. That was a no Super Bowl party. Super Bowl party, yes. When I was still a, uh, an accepting Patriots fan, and I when we lost to the Giants that, that game. I'm so glad Tom Brady is gone. Hey, at least you don't have to deal with. Don't even I can't believe you guys got rid of Ezekiel Elliott. You got bro, like, oh, how stupid! How stupid! 
<laughs> and this is where started, the podcast bro. goes to a sports I'm podcast. You, <laughs> oh my God. Can I, you know, make just say, you know, you say how stupid, but then I think Jerry Jones. And then that makes sense. <laughs> oh my God, man. Well, anyway, so like he could end up on the Patriots. I'm like, Belichick will never. Oh, <laughs> Dude, yeah. what does he we just signed Juju Smith Schuster. So we I'm did. Hey, you know that. what? I saw that. Yeah, that's that's going to be good for y'all, man. We've grown up um, just sports real quick now. Uh, I made it to the Super Bowl for the third season in a row in my fantasy league. Um, this well, year or last congratulations. season, congratulations! Somehow my team or my division let me get uh, Tyreek Hill and Justin Jefferson <laughs> in nice. the state draft. <laughs> Someone said. Camping I told my buddy about that, bird. and he was like, "What is wrong? <laughs> camping so, a uh, bird? What's camping a bird? Is that a stop talking about sports reference? No, that's what you said when we you were said that about, when you were talking about Elven Ring. Oh, and this oh, is why we live in Massachusetts. Jeremy done smoked himself stupid. No, yeah. I'm just coming out with Alzheimer's. <laughs> that's all. All right, so um, a reunion." Years in the making. Um, so we're talking uh, in this uh, section of the podcast, we're talking about the conceptualization of second opinion. And, um, you know, I will say this to start this out. <clears throat> when me and Skelly first met, it was on a website called SFX360. Shifted to, what? Oh, no. Yeah, dude. Literally yeah. that long ago. It's oh. been 16 years, bro. <laughs> that website. Holy yeah. shit. I just so thought of that. We were, we were, um, I, I, uh, we got on SFX360. And after the whole thing with SFX360, we moved to Shifted to You and work with Tony and them. And Shout then. Out to Jane. And huh? Shout out to Shane who just had a baby. Yes, yeah, congratulations, Shane. Shane. Congratulations. Um, but in the middle of switching from SFX to shifted, me and Skelly kind of started talking and we're like, you know, uh, I want to do a podcast. And then Skelly's like, Well, yeah, I want to do a podcast, and then it just blossomed. And uh, me and we talked about this on the Zoom the other day when we were talking about doing the show and stuff. And I, you know, I went back and listened to the first episode and, you know, uh, going back and listening to this stuff, comparing it and whatever, it's never a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's never a good idea. But the, the one thing I will say is that um, I, especially over the years, I have always gotten to the point of being just nostalgic you know, and I'll share all these photos and I'll talk about good times and this and that or whatever. Um, but you know, the one thing that I do know I can, I can feel about second opinion and about you guys is that we've grown so much since the time of us starting second opinion. And when we first, when we had that zoom call, me and Skelly, you know, saying the stuff and I'm like, Hey, I'm sorry. And he's like, no, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry. And this, you know, and it's just, uh, it's, it's such a, it's such a good feeling to, um, to just reminisce and think about so much that we did, you know, the way I look at it is all of us were inexperienced. Yep. Um, we went from bouncing to some sites to running our own site. Big shout out to Jen, 
you know, because if it wasn't for Jen, I mean, oh, uh, God. my God, she played bro, a big bro. part. Yeah, um, I mean, for for years, even up until 2018, um, you know, of of keeping that the or 2017, I think, of keeping the secondopinion.com up and live and all that other stuff, you know, paying for it and me not even realizing that she was paying for it. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. I'm thinking, oh, well, you know, you know, this shit, it's just, it's live, you know, we must have bought it or whatever that even yeah. it, in that time, th looking back and being like, wow, I just can't believe I was so naive. But then um, her doing the podcast with, with toaster and now she's doing, you know, her amazing stuff that she's doing and going around. Oh, she's to, traveling all yeah. the time. Yeah, she yeah. goes all to the supernatural conventions. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I, I, like I, I would not be surprised within the next. Like I know Misha recognizes her every time she oh, yeah. shows up. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, uh, she just recently had some photos that she had taken at conventions show up on Jensen's album. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Yep. Um, that's awesome. They're like really, besties now and shit. Really funny anecdote about Jen. Uh, we were at PAX Prime one year, and there happened to be a supernatural convention up in Vancouver going on at the same time. <laughs> um, and we always joked uh, about, and honestly, like the old popcorn podcast is is coming back. Um, Good. It's been a while. Um, I had to source through some shit, um, but. It's coming back. Uh, so anyway, but we're at PAX Prime and we were joking about possibly going to Vancouver to do a photo op with Misha because he was going to be dressed up as Castile. And I have always joked up with her about that character and I've called him Constantile uh, Castile teen because on any of you who are listening who know what I'm talking about he bears a striking resemblance to John Constantine yeah. with black hair especially with blonde. the coat and the tie right. and the, so know. we were gonna we were gonna go up there and have pictures with Jen and Misha and me standing off to the side looking super confused with a Constantine graphic novel in my hand <laughs> um but you know it, we we had interviews to do at Pax Prime so we yeah. you know couldn't make the the drive up to Canada, and when when we went out, Canadian. I didn't rent a car. I just we just went straight from. We took the T from, or I don't can't remember what Seattle's public transportation system is called. Shit, we took a train. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Ellie hates uh, Skyrim and Seattle. Yeah, um, but going back like to the nostalgia thing, like you brought it up, Caleb. Like we yeah. started with SFX, and it's funny because. I was thinking about it the other day, like literally when I was with SFX, I did a video series called first and 15. Yes. Or it was started as first and 10. Because yeah. Back then you used to talk you. about that shit all the time when we well, were an expert satellite. Well, Because literally like YouTube back then only allowed you to upload certain, uh, a certain size clip. So it would only yeah. be up to 10 minutes. So I'd play the first 10 minutes of a game and, you know, review that first 10 minutes to see if it hooks you in. And then, like, from there, like, I was talking to one of the owners, I don't, of SFX, I will never say their names, but I thought of, you know, 
seeing reviews online, you know, I thought about doing like reviews of games that came out like two to three years before and doing like a second opinion style, like fucking review of it. Mm -hmm. And that's where the name came from. So then when we went to shifted, that's why, you know, I kept the name because I thought it was a great idea. We would give the second, we would give like your second opinion, regardless if it was bad or good. Oh man. Yeah. Different from IGN or the bigger sites, you know, I, you know, that's where the name came from. And like we're, literally, we ran from it. We were yeah, so we ran with right. it. I mean, Do no, I, I mean, we kind of ran from it at the same time because yep. I mean, did. you know, at first, what we were doing is, you know, when we started doing episodes of the podcast and stuff like that, like I remember going, uh, like us having that moment that we did the second opinion on the Blu ray release of Mortal Kombat, and a oh, dude yeah. on IGN had just trashed it. I mean, he was like, yeah. I mean, the, the visuals are horrible and blah, 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 blah. And I remember Skelly was like, hey, man, listen, let me say it real simple. Fuck off because yeah. that movie <laughs> is yep. amazing. Literally, I shit all over his review yeah. because, you know, it's Mortal Kombat. You're not going to get an we, Oscar winning fucking movie. No, You're going to get Mortal Kombat. Yeah. We weren't nice to to sites that just trashed no. again the trash. We weren't. But remember it was that whole like though. thing? Have you ever played a Nintendo game in your life? Like every time yeah. somebody from like Polygon interviewed, like reviewed some indie game, they were always like, "It's too hard." And I was always <laughs> like, "Have you ever played a video game in your life?" Yeah. But looking back on it, though, like we literally, regardless of what we did, like I remember one interview, and there was a influencer back then they weren't called influencers but there was a female in the industry that used to do cosplays and all that stuff and on her website she had like revealing photos and this that and the other and like i literally called her out and said but you're using your body to get those viewers and all that stuff and like i literally called her out on it me and her became friends for a little while after that and like <laughs> yeah. even even talking shit about like i talk shit about ign all the time back then yeah. we still had people like um game over greggy or greg or whatever the hell his name was greg yeah, miller greg miller yeah. on our podcast even yeah. though like because we were genuine about it we were yeah exactly open, that was honest yeah. we told our opinions and we yeah. didn't care what anyone thought about it yeah and i mean i think that's where it kind of started you know we we started out with that genuine perspective and then it just i think you know it just blossomed into something amazing for the longest amount of time you know uh you know it, we made a name for ourselves right and um we've seen so many people um uh grow and just become you know really successful in the games industry and stuff and these are people that we've known for years yeah. and um you know i know a lot of um i know a lot of people just like you guys do um but you know seeing them and that's where uh, I know I'm going to sound like some, you know, hippie or whatever, whenever I say it like this, but it's the best way that I could really explain it. Like we did it get ready to drink, cool. get, get ready to drink real quick. Okay. Looking at my kids now, <laughs> looking at my, my, my situation and, and all that, you know, I'm so happy for those people. And I'm so happy for, for us in our situations that we're in, you know, because yeah, you know, I've, I, I stuck with second opinion as long as possible. And that's something that me and Skelly um, had talked about uh, before in the past. And, you know, me and Toaster and all this, you know, we had our issues, you know, we had our issues. We did, we said stupid things to each other. 
we did stupid things on the site. You know, we, you know, it, but as we grow, um, not just, you know, physically, we grew mentally and, and yeah. And belly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I am cynical. <laughs> but now that but, we're getting all like heartfelt and freaking, you know, hug each other and kumbaya and shit, yeah. I still just want to say, I fucking hate the both of you equally. Uh, yeah, 100%. That hasn't changed over the years, <laughs> 100%. but I do have I to just, say though, really quick, um, you touched on it. You know, we all said things to each other, but I do have to say that being back on the podcast and stuff like that, if it wasn't for you, Caleb, second opinion still wouldn't be around. Well, you can, you, know. you kept it and ran with it. And, you know, you've done a lot with what is it? Cinelinks and all that stuff. And yeah, yeah. You have, yeah. You have grown this into more than I could have thought. I thought it was just going to be a podcast. We were going to talk be online for a little bit no one was going to give a shit but i do want to thank you for at least keeping the you know the name course, going man. keep going yeah, with it no question i mean you know and that's that's what was funny whenever i joined Cinelinks is that their team and stuff i was always posting like different videos i did celeb suggest i did um we did the started doing special episodes of the second opinion we did uh, uh second opinion in the ring which it was a podcast dedicated to where me and bolts just talked about wrestling we did another one called Second Opinion Off the Hinge to where it was me, Bolts, and my wife and TJ. We had four mics all set up, and we just sat around, and we talked about, uh, you know, life. We talked about um, how it sucks to get old, and, you know, we talked about drinking, and we talked about raising kids. And um, and then we did, I, I think, probably one of my best <laughs> suggestions that me and TJ ran with for the longest time was grilling and chilling. You know, I, I really started doing a lot in my career at that time with being a butcher. Imagining a cooking show with the three of fucking uh, Bro, it was a <laughs> listen. Jay with his fucking grass is like wine be like, so first. <laughs> so we did trim I mean, the dill from the we did, you know, it was really honestly nuts because what we would do is um when we were doing like i was i was working as a butcher i was working as a market manager i was doing all this stuff and i was like there's caleb you know, always slanging meat always slinging meat yeah so we got to that point and i was like <laughs> why don't why don't we try to do like connect these like you know is there a way that we can actually make it to where it, it it's interesting or something and uh me and tj kind of shot ideas off of each other and he was like well what if we do something to where it's like you know we talk about like we showcase food that we're cooking and we do all this other stuff and then we talk about some of the biggest you know gaming topics that are going around and maybe even sometimes we do live streaming and stuff like that and um you know it it, it blossomed into something you know really cool i mean it you know especially at the time we did we did some dumb ass <laughs> intros like it made no sense like i'm gonna show y'all this one real quick it literally to me <clears throat> i don't even know what the fuck we were doing but where is it at oh here it is right here um it's a squirrel squirrel <laughs> yes i guess I it's like, like being texting ticket like cooking grilling and chilling episode four we're cooking some squirrel today <laughs> that's when you know adhd kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> 
but you know, know it's my jam yo <laughs> we would do i mean we would just we would bounce ideas off of each other and just try to come up with something new and i think honestly and i really do mean this i think we that's because of you guys because like when we work together we were always trying to come up with we were always trying to be different instead of just doing the same exact old thing so you know there's a lot of people that have continuously um continuously uh grown and done streaming and you know shout out to a friend of ours you know uh j uh jason joseph Jay shock blast um you know uh you know he has done a, a lot of stuff and uh he's grown and uh made a, a bunch of different stuff for himself but you know he in that perspective, you know, it was like he was the streamer and he was doing all this other stuff or whatever. Um, and, uh, um, but with us, it, it was always, it was even still to this day. Yeah. I'll do streaming and stuff, but I'm trying to get, you know, back into the perspective of doing my opinionated videos and my celeb suggest, and I always want to do something different. So that's the thing that I think what has always made second opinion different is that, you know, we are giving our second opinion. You know, there is the norm in the perspective of, you know, uh, well, this is what's happening. And that's one thing that I will say about Bolts. I got to give a shout out to Bolts for being my co-host um, on the podcast on a constant basis. He's very opinionated. I'm going to tell you guys something right now that I haven't talked about on the podcast much, but Bolts in 2019 went to E3 with us. We were at the reveal for the Outer Worlds. And Bolt sits down next to me. Now, mind you, we had already had an occurrence at the previous QuakeCon when Todd had announced Fallout 76. And we're, me and Rob on Centrelinks were like, hey, man, that, that could be good. And I look over at Bolts and I'm like, what do you think? And like Todd is standing, I mean, within a you know reaching distance and he's like that fucking suck bro i don't think that shit's gonna work out at all <laughs> that would be me we both would get along great and i was like bro what chill out lower your voice he's like i'm just saying man i'm being honest like an online fallout game like come on bro and then it was every episode after that he was like i fucking told you that shit wasn't gonna work out <laughs> so but then we were at the outer worlds event and um they start obsidian starts showing the outer worlds to us okay now mind you we're sitting in a small compressed room with press and dev teams and all this other stuff and i noticed that there was people from bethesda i think in front of us and behind us and i knew most of them from all the years i've gone to QuakeCon. um we stand up at the end and i was like wow that's gonna be a good game and bolts is like fuck yeah man that's what fallout 76 should have been and i was <laughs> And I'm just like, I'm serious. My gut drops. My gut just drops. And I was like, and I turn and look, and it's one of the VPs of Bethesda. Um, he he's I, I see him kind of turn back and look towards Bolts. Like it was almost like he was trying to look at his name badge to see who the fuck he was. And we walk out and I look, and Bolts had had his badge flipped over. And I was like, oh, thank God your badge flipped over. He's like, no, I got up and I said it. But before I said it, I flipped my badge over. And I was like, but he's always opinionated. And in all honesty, you cannot, you people cannot get mad at those type of opinions. We're going to have a difference of opinions. That's the yeah. thing that, that, you know, it, it is 
one of the biggest things I, I would probably say in a, uh, this might be a little controversial in that perspective, but that's one thing that the world does need. We, we need to be able to speak about our opinions. Well, so you know, the, but the, the, to, wow. My brain. To Bolt's point. Yeah. I mean, fans are going to say what they're going to say, Yeah, exactly. but there needs to be a lie. Like you cannot I agree. attack a fucking developer on Twitter because they reduce 100%. the size of the female protagonist in the game's breast. Come the fuck on. Oh yeah. Yeah. 100% like, agree, bro. But yeah, that's a But that's the one yeah. thing I love about being part of the gaming community over the years is there we're we're all very opinionated people. We're not scared to let these developers know what we like and what we don't like and what we want to spend our money on and not spend our money on. Exactly. I just think because... it's hilarious that my entire tenure with this podcast and YouTube guys was because one day I was sitting on a park uh, picnic table outside of the expert satellite office with Skelly. Yep. Oh, I remember that. Cigarette. And vividly describing why Isaac Clark stopped from hell far surpassed that of Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. In space. Here you had this jackass engineer named after Arthur C. Clarke and Isaac Asimov that when the shit hit the fan was literally stomping somebody into a corner to kill yeah. them. And the sound effect was just like this boot of God. Come, <laughs> yep. Like, dude, you're like a 140 pound nerd. Where are you getting that kick from? <laughs> yeah. And the next thing I know, I start hanging out with Skelly. Yep. Well, Skelly, the, uh, sorry. Uh, me I'm sorry to J cut you off, dude. But like, I don't know. How long are we going? Me and Jeremy, our night. first, uh, mine and Jeremy's first ever conversation was, hey, do you play games? Yeah. Do you play WoW? Yeah. Oh shit! Really? <laughs> Did we just become best friends? Yep. Um, and it was us. It was you and me and Courtney, the ethno, yeah. the yes. ethno, the ethnogenic monk. I cannot say your the theogenic monk. The theogenic monk. The Go check her out. Her drawing, her art is amazing. Amazing. Her painting is awesome, and she's a mob. Um. So yeah, like I met Jay working at this bullshit <laughs> direct TV oh God, sales the worst company. fucking direct TV third party sales company. Ever. I had the greatest retention rate, but the lowest sales rate because I never lied to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, well, the company went out of business because they were shady as fuck anyway. <laughs> yeah, like we were probably working for a money laundering front, but you know, yeah, probably they gave us a paycheck and they took tax taxes out, so we were good. Um, and then I started hanging out with Skelly, and I essentially became the guy on the couch. Because uh, Jay would go do his podcast with I don't know who it was that you two were using as the original target dummy. Um, but you that know. target dummy kept flaking out. And Jay kept asking me, hey, dude can't show up. Can you pop on this podcast? And I started podcasting with y'all. And that was back when we'd all we'd like we'd have like 46 people in my gaming room on the couch and me and Jeremy would have freaking microphone wires all over the floor and we would be holding regular microphones and talking and and then the day came where Jay and Caleb pulled me into a meeting before a certain episode of the podcast and went hey uh, do you want to do this permanently? Yep. And I was like, you had me at hey. 
um and that began this like i you know i think it's amazing that we the three of us have not been on a show in fucking years yeah Yeah, it's probably been like what eight years and it's like we never skipped a fucking beat exactly yeah you know like we immediately fell in to 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 our podcast yeah talking Um, shit to each other yeah no but just being us i do want to point out one thing though and i told celeb this prior to the show and i was going to bring it up here Remind the picture he posted on Skelly. <laughs> we still Skelly's need to do that. Freaking... <laughs> we need to do that extra life chair. Like we need to. Like we need to to, to summon oh, the sixteen year olds if... that live inside of the, all of us. And, and no, just... no, no, yeah, no. We need to. <laughs> it's for the children, Skelly. Listen, if we did it now, it would have to be much different. He would have to go full on MetaQuest. VR Skyrim. I'll, I'll print out a Skyrim helmet on my 3D printer. Yeah, you have to put like the Devil King thing on. Yeah. Um, crap, where, where was I going? Well, let me say that to connect what you were saying is that we just jumped right back into it. And, yeah. you know, and what was, I probably, I will say this. One thing that I really did love is how we did grow and we were doing the podcast. And then well, uh, we, had a, we had a family for a little while. Yes, we did. Because we there did. was we the it. moment where you were like, "Hey, Toaster, do you want to do a podcast?" And I was like, "I already doing one with you guys." You're like, "But no, another one." Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Well, maybe." And then I talked to a good friend of mine. Uh, shout out to Dunny, Dunny, Dunny McGee, Dunny, Dunny McGee of the Clan McGee, <laughs> no relation. And yeah. thus, the 16 Bit Assassins podcast was born. Yeah, and it was me and my buddy Aaron in his basement in Marlboro, drinking really good craft beer and doing a podcast of what started to be about classic gaming, and then it turned into us just ripping on everything. Um, well, I, I will say this: we went from that point, and y'all uh-oh. got that. <laughs> He's like, "I'm out of wine. Uh, <laughs> we got to end the podcast." No, I will say this: um. Then we started doing the bigger stuff. Uh, I think at that point in time, that's whenever we started biting off too much, more than we could chew. Because we, we did the, the whole, passes, all of the yes, passes. Yes, we did the, we did the change the changing, changing the phrase to taking over the globe one podcast at a time. We did the for the love of gaming, which had its own crew, um, lag switch, uh, uh, talk nerdy to yeah. me. Um, and then we had, uh, Dave, um, with shout out to him cause he did a really great podcast. I wish they would have kept it going, but uh PlayStation evasion podcast yep. as well. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, toaster was doing, um, the ill popcorn podcast. Um, and you know, it just stretched, it just stretched. Um, and that's, that's one thing I will say, if anybody's watching this, and they're thinking about doing their own podcast, doing their own YouTube channel, whatever else. I will say from one old man and well, pretty much from three old men, don't overstretch. Don't overstretch mm. yourself. Don't mm. don't, you know, make make it simple. Do your scheduling, whatever you want to do. If you build a community and you grow it and it becomes popular and then you connect with people. Awesome. But just don't overstretch. But you just know, stay focused on what you wanted to do. Right. Have fun and, doing and it. And one thing, too, is. One tip I can give that I knew I personally ran into when you go to a convention and you cover that convention, don't f- 
fucking make appointments with every company where you don't have time to sit down and relax. Because I personally, when I would go to a convention, I would have meeting after meeting. Yeah. And then when it came to actually writing about those for the website or doing a video about it, I was so overwhelmed. And I have in a lot of people in gaming, you were have, so burnt out. You just wanted right. to lay down so and play a, a video of- game and not have to worry about <laughs> finishing it before right. a deadline and do a review. But exactly. there's a lot of people in gaming that, you know, game because it's a way to get away from, you know, mental stuff and all that. And like I myself had ADHD for years that I didn't take meds for. And if you're going to go to these conventions and don't, and like I said, don't book yourself too thin, because if you have those types of issues, when I sat down to do anything, I, with my ADD, I didn't know where to start. So I would just give up and go sit on the couch and play WoW. Yeah. I mean, and that was one of my biggest downfalls. If this is a section where we give advice to the younger podcasting crowd, <laughs> um, don't be afraid of pissing somebody off. Mm. Yeah. That was my biggest thing. Like, I played so many games that when it came to me to write a review, like, I totally 100% respect the effort and work that goes into building a video game. It's not an easy thing, you know? But there are some games out there that just, they aren't good. Yeah. And unfortunately, there's no easy way to say, hey, your game's not good. Listen, from a Bethesda fan (laughs) that had to review Fallout 76... And, and having Your my game's not ha- good, bro. Having my my uh, having Jordan, who shout out to him for doing uh, Cinelinks and doing so amazing that he does. Him saying, "Listen, you got to turn off the fan switch." Okay, yep. and I was like, "All right," and he was like, "I know you love Bethesda, but you need to be a hundred percent transparent about this review." And I was like, "All right, <laughs> perfect, perfect fucking segue." Into being honest with developers, even though you have an, uh, like a freaking huge fangirl attitude towards them, the Diablo 4 beta. Yeah, 100%. A lot of good. There's literally, you know, so much. But, you know, you can't be scared to let the developers know, hey, your dungeon system is shit. I don't know, man. <laughs> I You know, to me... I don't play Diablo for any sudden massive cutting edge advancements in the action RPG genre. No, it's a security blanket. It's a fucking pacifier. It really is like, you know. Wow. Everybody circle this day on your calendar with a highlighter. You're speechless. I'm about to shit on Blizzard. Whoa. Um, A, the problems in Blizzard's company with all of the drama with the way they treat their employees and the union and the wrong people tweeting about the response of harassed employees. Yeah. Um, aside, they have become Nintendo to me. They're riding the wave of the same franchises and they're not doing anything to innovate them. I'm not saying that have Diablo you played 4. Diablo 4? Hear me out. I'm not saying that Diablo 4 isn't amazing. I love Diablo 4, but I love Diablo 4 because I love Diablo. So in my mind, you can't fuck up Diablo. Diablo is the equivalent of the MCU right now. It's a formula. Do you go and watch a Marvel movie and shove popcorn in your face until you're going to die of a heart attack and drink (laughs) enough root beer to get diabetes? Yes. And the reason you do that is because 
It's the same formula that grunge fans love about their music. Soft verse, loud chorus, soft verse, rinse and repeat. Bad guy blows up cities. Superheroes come and save the day. Rinse and repeat. We love it. It's it's a familiarity. Yeah. So Diablo or Blizzard doesn't want to change that formula because they know it's a security blanket. And if they change it, they have the potential of going off of a cliff with the money that Diablo could generate. But they are changing it. Like you look at Diablo Immortal, they try. And thank God <laughs> oh. the Diablo fans were like, What are you doing? Yeah, but it's yeah. the same thing with World of Warcraft. I, for the first time in my life, am seriously contemplating canceling my World of Warcraft character because, yeah, my subscription rather because every expansion <laughs> is. <laughs> I'm gonna cancel now. <laughs> You're gonna cancel. Him. He's like, you son of a bitch. You know what you said in that last you game? Did. You did. I can't believe what you tweeted that last time. How you are done. Bitch. You have no right to say that. Oh my god. Woman night elf. How dare you? <laughs> but no, seriously, like Blizzard is literally like just I feel like they're just copying the homework but changing it slightly. But well, the but that's not are... to say that I'm not enjoying the games. It's just like I am looking at it from what I consider a realistic perspective of yeah, I like the game. I'm going to spend the money, but do I expect like the addition of side quests and the whole like World of Warcraft HUD up in the <laughs> right hand corner? No, that's dude, really dude. cool. I am a little worried because I don't think that game is going to end nice for anybody involved. Well, it's well, let's dude, the, yeah, it's getting hold on. You have Diablo, like I'm a huge Diablo fan since 1996 when Diablo 1 came out. Like literally, Diablo one, Diablo two had this deep, immersive, you know, character building as far as your skill trees and all of that, and actually being able to make your character feel the way you wanted it. Diablo three, love the game. I still fucking play it religiously, but it felt like they at that point they tried to change it so much to appease the casual fan that. It, Diablo 3 to me, even though I play it all the time because I love the seasons and all that stuff, but it lost that uniqueness. Diablo it 3, like has, every... it, it has more of an arcade feel. Right. They lost that, you know, deep, immersive ARPG, you know, feel to it. Diablo 4, playing it last weekend and then playing it today, the immersive, they may have gotten a little overly ambitious. You know, we haven't gotten into the Paragon system yet but may have gotten a little overly ambitious with, you know, the Paragon system and all of that, but it feels more like I'm going back and playing Diablo 2. I just want to make a point really quick to uh, mention in our chat about WoW Vanilla. Um, it really wasn't the same. Retro gamer. <laughs> uh, I will say this about Vanilla. Those of us that remember Vanilla... Never wanted to go back to vanilla. Fuck no. <laughs> uh -uh. Like, you classic. can take that walk from Iron Forge to Menethil Harbor and, and shove it up, shove your, it up ass. your ass. <laughs> yes. You could also take the flight path from Stranglethorn Vale to fucking Winter dude, Spring I and just dude. kick that off of a pier. Yes. Like, literally, like, I, the one thing I love about vanilla, the vanilla servers, is signing in and seeing the people going, Where are my quest markers? When yep. do I get my mount? And why do I suck so bad? 
when you would because go from you the do top of the map to the bottom on a and go for a walk. <laughs> when you would go from the top of the map to the bottom on a flight path, you, I literally had time to go to the bathroom, take a shower, go grocery shopping, and <laughs> you fucking, can make Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> I, I was making brownies one day. I mean, the, the flight paths like, were that long. The only no, but, thing longer than that flight path was in Final Fantasy VII. When you did your material rigging correctly, you got Knights of the Round cast like twenty fucking times. Yeah, but but yeah, I was going to say, finish your finish. What what? Let me ask you this: with that perspective, I mean, with Jeremy, um, I don't really, I wouldn't say it's in the perspective of him saying that he hates the game or anything. But what I I don't hate the game at all. What is something that that you have has just shocked you, Skelly? With that guy's gonna fuck us over. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. I really think so too. And uh, what is, is something gonna show that you, like, I'm going to kill you. What is something that you have really just, it's just pulled you in with Diablo for the beta so far? The honestly, the skill trees and the immersiveness as far as being able to build my character, how I want. Yeah. Like it's one of those things that I really get into. I try to get into theory crafting a little bit, you know, learning what spells do what, how they, you know, work with each other and all of that so mm. that is one of those things that if i say that one more time i'm gonna <laughs> really fucking kill myself you can't help I, that i need to get yeah. a drink if you're gonna if we're gonna turn that into a drinking game no but <laughs> the skill trees is one of the things that's getting me in there yeah. and the story so far is ridiculously good where i'm already you know thinking what's gonna happen after yeah. Act one. What's going to happen at the end of the game? You know, because we know right now in the Diablo universe and the Diablo set is um, system is the gates of heaven are closed right now. You know, mm-hmm. at the end of Diablo three, we saw that with the, you know, Malthiel dying and all that. But I want to know if they're going to go back to that because we have somewhat of like with Anarius in the game and all that with mm-hmm. that teaser yeah. and it's drawing me in to know what's happening next yeah yeah i, I just, agree i agree on that too um, i swear I to god to if anarius and lilith like we were talking about this in in my uh, discord channel i have with one of the guilds that i'm friends with like if anarius is like i'm sorry i love lilith you have to fight both of us now that's when my necromancer is going to lay down his or her sights and go you know what fuck y'all <laughs> You guys continue to move into this area after three demons and their families have attempted to murder every single fucking one of you. And now you two are a Maury Porvitz episode. You know what? Deal with this yourselves. I'm done. I'm leaving. I'm going to go over well, here. Because like Anarius and Lilith, you know, they created uh, Sanctuary. They created Sanctuary, which you, you guys know me. You know, I was I was the one on the short end of the stick for the longest time on Blizzard stuff. But whenever, yeah. when Diablo 3 came to playstation and consoles and all that i was super stoked about it and me and dara played it from start to finish and i just remember just being so so shocked i mean i was so so shocked um how good the game was how exciting it was from start to finish the amazing amazing gameplay so then of course when diablo 4 was announced i was just bro i was so ready and i mean that whole intro 
for the Diablo 4 beta of just that moment to where Lilith comes through the blood veil or whatever. Dude, that is yeah. the most oh. fucking Hellraiser <laughs> damn age. Like, I was seriously expecting them to freaking show the lament configuration. I was like, yeah, hey, why does Pinhead show up? Because this is a Hellraiser movie. This and is the whole, the whole Lilith thing with that cut scene in the church in the yeah. beta oh in God. Act 1. I've literally, I, I've played every character now and every time i get to that point I, I i skip with all my characters every cut scene every dialogue because i've seen it but when it comes to that cut scene i'm like oh shit yeah, and i sit yeah. back and i grab my drink and i'm like oh this is so nice. bro it's uh, like this is why i don't think the story in this game is going to end well for anybody yeah you being yeah. the protagonist have already eaten blood rose petals however the fuck that happened yeah you have an easily corruptible population that keeps moving in the sanctuary for some reason. And then you have like a, a religious sect that is burning people at the stake. A la like church of the eternal light from fucking Witcher three. <laughs> right. Yeah. With, like this super easily corruptible religious sect. And you're like the player going, well, see so, yeah, how I mean, like, None of the Diablo games have ever ended on like a Disney rainbow and fucking Mickey and Minnie scamping off into the sunset. Unless you go into Whimsyshire. Well, yeah. But I mean, at least Diablo 3. Like, Diablo 3 sucked for Deckard and Deckard's niece. Are yeah. we going to get a cow level? I hope so. But like, the end of Diablo 3, the hero <laughs> walked away pretty much unscathed. Like, yeah, I'm Ooh. Billy Badass. I don't you think know. that's happening this time. No, I feel like yeah. <laughs> regardless. I guess the one thing like that has really impressed me about video games as we have you know started our podcast and then you know gotten it like Spider-Man on the PS4 had me ugly sobbing on my fucking couch because of that ending. Like my wife had to come downstairs and check on me because I was I mean I was like crying like I was at a funeral. Like Bro, and spoilers sad, for any of you who still for some reason have not beat Spider-Man on PS4. When she goes, Peter, take off the mask, I was done. I was like, oh, no, 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 oh, man, no. Why did she know? Like, I haven't I, played it. What? I, no, that's your fault. Um, oh, <laughs> you like, really haven't played it? I played like the first hour and a half. Okay, so oh, that man. moment, Skelly, does not, that's just, just one. Fuck it and... That's just one moment in a whole moment that will have you. Like, you remember that lump in your throat you got when fucking What's-His-Face died in Gears of War? Oh, God. What's-His-Face? Carlos. I can't remember his character oh, name. I, I was dumb. not the Game of War nerd or the game, the Gears of War nerd that you two were. I didn't start playing Gears of War until now, much hey, later. hey, hey. Invert yourself real quick. Hold on. I got a shout-out and just a word of caution. If, for some reason... The powers that be do not cast Dave Batista as Marcus. All I'm gonna do is growl, look at you like I'm pissed off Phoenix. <laughs> then you're I, I will never forget that moment in our podcast when we we're talking about a remastered Gears of War. Mm. And Toaster just went, What? They're just gonna make his fucking I'm not happy look look more I'm not happy. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, Dave Batista is Marcus Phoenix. But as going back to Diablo 4, 
what uh, Caleb, you haven't really talked about it much. What's what's your opinion been on it? What's what's the biggest thing right now that you that is keeping you playing it and well, looking I'll, forward to it? I'll tell you what I what what has excited me about it. Um uh well first I always end up I always end up getting uh the like barbarian class. Anytime I play, I don't know why, but I just, I'm like, I want a motherfucker that could like heavy slam shit. Fucking whirlwind all day. Yes, whirlwind all day. Um, I'm trying to, uh, I I don't know how to particularly. You can go to the, you can go to the Twitch page and the chat's right there. Oh, you mean I got a business celebs Twitch page? (laughs) Fuck, I got to give him a view. I'm sorry, bro. Um, I have. Uh, I'm still trying to work out this whole thing, but um, retro gamer gal. Um, but yeah, so it, it the biggest I'm thing. Sorry. I just love that warning. People are gonna say bad words on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit. Uh, so the big thing that is really holding holding me with the game is the uh, the stellar gameplay, the amazing story. Um, I, I was uh, I was a really big fan of Diablo three. I loved it, but when I saw the initial trailer of 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 course, uh, the teaser of Lilith, um, I was just I w- I was like, oh okay, well this is going to be pretty interesting. But seeing th- Skelly talked about it perfectly. The scene, <laughs> the scene from the church, bro. It I'm going to tell you. That priest it, catches these fucking hands. Oh my god, bro. <laughs> when she's like, live in sin, and that chick just smiles, I'm like, oh shit, this and is, then the priest is like, you know, that, that's the, the moment like, Freebird kicks in. But then the priest <laughs> is like, I gave birth to your son. Whack. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> oh my god, a hundred percent, dude. And I was just shocked by it. I was just shocked by it. But the gameplay is just so smooth. I've really enjoyed doing the dungeon crawling and stuff. Like I've, I've caught myself so many times in the beta. It's where I'm like, okay, I got to go over here. And then I see on the map, it's like, there's a little cavern here. I'm like, uh-huh. Well, let me go over here and do this. And, and then I told, uh, when I was showing it to dare, I was like, Hey, you know, Diablo four is coming out. We got to definitely play it together. She was like, well, what are you doing? I was like looting. And she just looked at me. She's like, I'm so proud of you because <laughs> her and bolts are really big looters. Um, yep. but oh, dude, I, I'm my the type wife of guy. Diablo three, like maxed out every class. And then there's yep. me that's like, I'm just going to do the necromancer and the crusader. Yeah, man. And I mean, I, I think it's just a, a fantastic, um, fantastic game so far. I was really excited for the longest time, um, about, uh, Diablo Immortals. <laughs> And then you know, I I learned quickly that it was it's it wasn't as what I expected, right? Um, because I'm just a I'm I love playing games on on mobile, um, but uh, what does Mark say? What type of media gets you in? Feels more video games or movies? I would probably say games, man. I would have to say video games for sure. I mean, video games. Um, the biggest thing about gaming uh is it's a it's it's the interactive entertainment uh, a perspective of it like uh one scene that really showed 
uh, showed me how the connection is what uh, retro gamer gal uh, says is, um, you know, the last of us when Joel, um, when Joel's daughter dies, uh, when Sarah gets shot. Oh God. You know, the worst part that, about that is like Gunny was playing that and he warned me that that was coming. Yeah. Like I knew it was going to happen. And when it happened, I was still like, bro, oh, I was, man, I was really? tears to tears, but um, but speaking of them, uh, like, you know, uh, feels of games and stuff like that, playing Diablo four, um, brought feels of the second opinion podcast. You know, like when I was playing it, I thought about you guys. I thought about, I remember y'all doing the Diablo three unboxing of the collector's edition or, yeah. or, um, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh when y'all sent that, sorry. the panda, the pandaria. <laughs> motherfucking pandas <laughs> no but uh, you 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 kind of touched on it like yeah. you know i for me it's a toss-up between games and movies but with video games like especially with toaster touched on it earlier gears of war that was one of my favorite stories in a game favorite like in in one of in a shooter game because those kind of games you don't really get an in-depth story and that's not what people really play them for but it had that story where i got invested in those characters from one to two to three even to gears four even though how you know shitty that game was but when dom died it was like i i literally cried yeah and I was just like, holy shit, because, you know, they even said it in chat, you're more invested in the characters in games because you're playing that character. Mm-hmm. You are that character in the game. So you have more of a connection there. Yeah. Well, like I like I just said in the chat as well, you know, I think it's easier to get an emotional response out of you when you're watching a movie with human actors. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more challenging to elicit an emotional response from a person who's playing a video game because you're literally looking at an animation. You're looking at polygons and pixels and shit. Yeah. Like, so to be able to develop, like, you know, going back, and I'm sorry, Skelly, that you didn't finish the game, but I'm going to spoil it anyway. <laughs> um, Like, going back to how well they animated Aunt May in spider-man 4 and just overall how amazing that animation was you know i mean it's it's heartbreaking to see her in that moment when she's laying in the hospital bed and she tells peter to take off the mask yeah it is like you know and it's not only the look on her face but they somehow managed to make the let like the weight of that statement come down on peter so heavy that you saw the reaction through the mask like that's super impressive and that takes so much like understanding and like programming talent to develop like that moment in a virtualized space Mm -hmm. where you know it'd be so much easier to accomplish that skelly what the fuck is your twitch (laughs) profile picture bro (laughs) oh me with the mullet hell yeah (laughs) I, i got a mullet wig bro Oh man! But to, speaking of the emotional connection, I had an emotional connection with the other S- Spider-Man. I didn't really get upset with uh, the first Spider-Man. I got upset on Miles Morales at the end of oh Miles that Morales. best friend thing. You know, brutal, nuts. Um. So, uh, um, 
I, I really honestly I thought that it was uh it was just it was shocking almost. But emotional connections and games and stuff like that are always something um that that uh really really take part uh take a big part of it but one thing that is also emotional connection as well is um the uh uh the time for a second opinion and toaster has a little bit of emotional connection um about some of this uh if we want to like actually keep this show within a reasonable time span who I have piss. opinions. All right. Yeah. I need to go use the <laughs> restroom. Go use the John. The um, gamers room. So over uh, the years, I kind of have an emotional connection to DC too. I, I even got tattoos from Batman. you do. You do. Wing. Toaster. Ruto. I mean, Superman okay. Oscar worthy. Go. Toaster. will be right back. Um, so uh, Dwayne Johnson. All right. So the DC involvement with Dwayne Johnson, um, when, uh, you know, Shazam came out, um, everyone of course knew that there was gonna, there have to be a black Adam connection or whatever. Yeah. Black Adam came out. Uh, it had its ups and downs. You know, I personally, I didn't think it was that bad of a movie. I mean, you know, there was things about it that could have been better, but in that same perspective, um, Skelly, um, Dwayne Johnson seemingly seems like he thinks he's the president and CEO of DC now. Oh God. (laughs) When I was like, I didn't keep up with the, you know, the drama behind it until he was in an interview a couple weeks ago and they asked him about um, Henry Cavill, Cavill, whatever the fuck that douche douche's name is. (laughs) Henry Um, Cavill. Yeah. About, the whole Superman thing. And he like literally was talking about like if he, they should bring him back or whatnot. And it's like, dude, you're an actor in a movie. You don't have granted. You are Dwayne Johnson. You're the rock. You're the greatest wrestler to become freaking. He's like 100% ego. Yeah, well, he's one of the, he's the greatest person to ever go from WWE to acting and being in Hollywood. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, he has a million. He has millions of companies. He does. He 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 is a good, great person. But the ego behind him, thinking that he is the end all, be all of the DC universe because he was Black Adam, <coughs> fucking trash for Christ's sake. Well, I, you know, I, I mean, you guys have known this because I've posted this on Facebook. We've talked about this. I have so many opinions about the DC movie universe. I, you didn't just hear that, did you? What? No. Okay. Thank God. I accidentally bumped into my stream deck and it was an audio and he was like, he's in the goddamn walls. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. I wish we heard that. <laughs> that would have been freaking oh, Holy right. shit. <laughs> So I'll I'll rewind my comments to the the original, like the Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League. We won't talk about the controversy and shit that led to that getting released. But Mm -hmm. I sat down. I was like, you know what? I'll give this a shot. It was four hours long. I'm like, I'll break this up. I ended up watching it like in one sitting. I thought it was great. (laughs) It was great. What Josh Whedon did to Ray Fisher and the Cyborg storyline. You asshole. Yeah. (laughs) Like. You like he was like the heart and soul of that movie, a hundred percent. But yeah. to 
like I am one of the like you know I'm on the opposite side of the fence with Superman. I liked Henry Cavill the Superman. I liked the Superman movie. I liked mm-hmm. Zack Snyder's take. You know, because it goes back to you know me being a DC Comics fan. We understand why Batman won't use a gun. We get it because it's covered right. in every fucking movie that's ever come out, with the exception of the Batman. But then yeah. why did Ben Affleck have guns in that movie? If I <laughs> because, hear that one more fucking time, oh, I'm going to cut my own throat. When somebody asked me that, that's when I'm like, you don't, you're not a Batman fan. Exactly. Because if you were a Batman fan, you'd realize that that Batman is the Frank Miller Batman. And yeah. the Frank Miller Batman is a fucking badass. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> you know, like the Jim Lee drawing style Batman and the Hush Batman, he's gadgets and he's, I'm an awful person and Clark is an amazing person. Yeah. Frank Miller's Batman, he will shoot you because he's an angry old man. Yep. Um, Speaking of that, give me one second. I'll be right back. Okay. Um, so yeah, like the whole thing with like this the Snyder verse and what happened that led to Josh Whedon taking over for Snyder was fucking awful. Like it was you yeah. know, and I really would have loved to see the Snyder verse continue. Yeah, you know, with the exception of Wonder Woman two, because there's some issues with that movie. Let's talk about Steve Trainer possessing some rando because Wonder Woman's like, "Hey, I wish my boyfriend was back." Like, right. You know, I mean. Yeah, no. And they never make there's no ex like at the end of it, her and the complete stranger that she boinked while he was possessed by her ex-boyfriend or yeah. dead boyfriend rather. Like exchange a look and move on with their lives. And you're like, wait, what? I got that? that right yeah. here. Exactly. The best. The best gift my wife has ever given me. The black and white Dark Knight Returns. Oh my god, man. That's amazing. Uh, listen, you know, and like, I mean, Snyder's red from front to back had some amazing moments. Ezra Miller and their portrayal of the Flash, I truly yeah. enjoy. Well, yep, Ezra Miller and their actions outside of their portrayal of the Flash is ah, <laughs> what are you doing, buddy? Um, you know, right. that I'm constantly movie, every time he, something pops up, I'm like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? Like, yeah, why did you know you're in the spotlight? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> right. in, 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 in the Justice League movie, when you know, in their portrayal of the Flash, they save Iris. Like, I thought that was yeah. fucking amazing. I was like, oh yeah, my God. Yeah. You know? And then there was the moment of like, Barry, you have to break the law again. And I was like, hey, wait a minute. When did you do it the first time? Yep. You know, yep. and I mean, you know, talking about DC being the age that I am, and I'm sure you guys, because you're a little younger than me, so you would have been even more impressionable. Michael Keaton being back in the fucking cowl is amazing. And when he's like, yeah, I'm Batman. I'm like, yeah, you are Batman. When I I saw that, I about lost my shit. I was like, fuck yeah. But But, like, didn't they hear the impact that Dwayne, I'm the biggest ego the size of Mount Everest, the Rock Johnson decides to like, dude, I don't give a shit how big or how much of an action actor you are. And I'm only saying this because... I'm a nobody. You'll never show up at my house to fight me. Um, <laughs> you can catch like, these hands, sir. Uh, all right. I, I, I understand it. You are the Black Adam. I get it. But like locking Zachary Levi out after sh- of showing up as Shazam. Yeah. Who is literally the Batman to your Black Adam. All right. Yep. Like yeah. Superman has Lex Luthor. And occasionally he shows up to fuck with the Black Adam when Shazam's off doing something else. Yeah. But that's it. For the most part, it's Shazam and it's Black Adam. 
for you to put the kibosh on Shazam showing up at the end so that they have to do something with a certain somebody showing up from a certain TV show on HBO Max because your damn ego got in the way is not doing any fans any service. Right. And I am 100% behind James Gunn firing your ass. I am not behind James Gunn getting rid of Henry Cavill the Superman, however, right. because I feel like Henry Cavill was an amazing Superman. And I'm also partial because Henry Cavill is what happens when you put 100% of a nerd in that body. Into the most handsome man on earth. <laughs> right. Like <laughs> The dude's posting pictures of him building a computer, and you're wondering why your girlfriend's like, I love Henry Cavill. Yeah. Mm. You know, and it goes back to the story of him almost missing out on the Superman role because he was healing a fucking raid in World of Warcraft. <laughs> yeah. Well, Skelly, you know, what I mean, what with with Dwayne Johnson and, and this whole perspective of things, the future of DC. You know where it's going from here and stuff like that. I mean, what what are your opinions on it? Are you, uh, do you feel that from what James Gunn announced with the future plans of DC, do you think that it's going to be um, successful? I hope so. The only issue I have with the DC, like the movie universe um, with DC, is I've read DC comics forever. I'm a huge DC fan over Marvel to begin with yeah. but that whole thing where they've changed they starting with batman with christian bale after you know you know nipple batman for so long with yeah. like val kilmer i mean they I could like, have they, they like could have bale. already they could have blown the marvel universe away because they started the dc universe before fucking the first iron man ever came out yeah. i just think the problem with bale is the voice I'm Batman. Like the minute that he's walking through the sewer with Joseph Gordon Levitt's character, and Joseph Gordon Levitt's like, So why the mask? And he's like, So the people. I'm like, dude, he knows who the fuck you are. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I, I, I'm talking like that. My issue is they try to ch like reinvent it with every other movie. There's no real yeah. cohesiveness. Where in the Marvel universe, like, I don't read a lot of Marvel comics, but I've seen all the movies. Because they're all tied together. When I watched Iron Man, I now want to see the Thor movie because it ties into the last Iron Man. Nice, yeah. And DC doesn't do that as much because, like, if they did, Christian Bale with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Joseph Gordon-Levitt could have been a perfect Nightwing. Perfect. 100%. He would have been, been Nightwing. But they screwed it up and tried to get so far away from not only the comics, but from making it a cohesive story mm -hmm. that now I'm worried with, you know, Twat Waffle the Pebble. You know, I don't even call him the rock anymore because he's a fucking pebble. The dude, like, literally, I'm worried if he's going to screw it up so much that he's going to push all of these actors away that have already played these characters and they're no longer going to want to do cross movies. Like, Well, that's the thing, though. James Gunn came in and pretty much said everything that's in current like theater, that's it. That's the end of it. Right, but how many so how many like, times have they how many times have they changed the DC universe in movies? Yeah, yeah, but that, see, I think they're trying to follow a relative pattern because if you really take a step back and look at this Flash movie, it's essentially the Flashpoint paradox. Right. Yeah, One it of, is. So, and like, I think the 
I think the success of the DC universe is really going to depend on the two actors you get to portray Batman and Superman. Hmm. You know, there is the Trinity, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. But unfortunately, I mean, Batman and Superman are still driving the car. Unfortunately, you know, there's so much more to the DC universe. There's fans like I'm a diehard Nightwing fan. Any well, not only Nightwing, but oh, anything dude, Dick so Grayson many, and the Robins. They, there's they, so many other characters too, like Lobo. Like I'm sorry, Jason yeah. Momoa would make an amazing Lobo. I think he's a great Aquaman, but I think he would, he would be, he would be to Lobo what Ryan Reynolds is to Deadpool. Right. Instead of, but instead of listening to, you know, people like The Rock that are coming in and acting like they're all fucking high and mighty, listen to the fucking fans. Yeah. Listen to what they want. How many years have people wanted something to do with, you know, Nightwing, that story, which or I think the, the, the Batman with freaking um, Twilight Sparkly fucker. Um, Robert Pattinson. Uh, Robert Pattinson, um, yeah. When like, they, he was actually not bad. I was right. He was surprised. amazing. But when they teased at the end of that, that he was, they were going over to what's, I'm getting a brain fart on the city that he went over to, but that's uh, where, headed. yes, but that's where Nightwing went when, oh, where Dick yeah. Grayson went, when he split from Batman, yeah. he went to Bloodhaven to actually, you know, find himself. And that's the first time we and- heard of anything to do with that side in a Batman movie. I mean, well, let me say this, though, that. about the connectivity and stuff, too. You know, um, the one thing that I did love about the about Zack Snyder is he built what he built. OK, and then the Justice League films came about and then you did have the connection with Wonder Woman and Aquaman. And though I, I'm not going to say, uh, you know, uh, they were always perfect. You know, I thought Aquaman was a great movie. I thought, you know, the original Wonder Woman was a great movie. I thought, of course, I thought the Justice League Zack Snyder cut was extremely more uh, clear of what Zack Snyder really wanted to do with that movie. And then, of course, having now the Flash movie that connects it, uh, that is connected to it as well. um, It is. Uh, it was getting to that point, but at the same time in the midst of it to have a movie like Joker come out and have a movie like the Batman come out, you know, it, it, it muddies up the universe on a constant basis, comparing it to something like Marvel, though. I loved Joker. I love Joker. I love the Batman. I thought it was great. Robert Pattinson did an amazing but, job as Batman. But so look, really quick still, to your point. Sorry yeah. to cut you off really quick, okay. but like Marvel has the MCU yeah. and it has a specific Marvel universe that it's following. Yeah. Right. You know, because Mar like both DC and Marvel are really huge in the multiverse thing. The one thing that I think that is going to help James Gunn succeed is he's pulling kind of the same shit that Disney pulled when they bought Lucasfilm. Yeah. They said all of the comic books, all of the stories, all of the stuff that wasn't a movie at the time that they purchased the rights was what they were going to call Star Wars Legends. Yeah. And then from there they pulled in various threads. That's how you have Ashoka. That's how you have, you know, the Acolyte series that I'm still having a hard time how they're going to make me root for a Sith. 
Um, you know, same reason I have an issue with the Gollum game. Like, how are you going to make me root for this guy? <laughs> but what James Gunn is doing is he's saying, you know what? All of this stuff, we're going to call it Elseworlds. Yeah, Elseworlds. Yeah. And honestly, calling that Elseworlds just opens the book for oh, so many different stories. Gotham by Gaslight, Batman yeah. Ninja, yeah. Um, you know, Superman Red Sun. A hundred percent. Yeah. But my thing is the connectivity and the, I I would probably say um, the, 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 putting it in simple terms, a clean cut story. Well, you know what I'm saying? Rebuild the universe. A hundred percent. Yeah. You know, now I will say, and I think we can all agree. DC has always done amazing in their animation, animation department. Always. Oh hell yeah, hundred percent. Marvel could learn like a hundred and billiony things from them when it comes yes. to animation. Um, you know, but um, in in that perspective, uh, I as a fan of these movies, I'm getting over it, man. I, I'm really, I'm starting to get to that point to where I'm like, oh my god. Like at first, I was excited for Ant Man, and and then I. Like as the trailers started slowly but surely coming out, I was like, "It's a fucking multiverse thing," and there's like whatever, it's a quantum realm, and there's all this other shit going on, or whatever. It's like it's so much on a constant basis. I think, yeah, it's oversaturation, and you also need you need to pick simplified storylines. Yeah, you know, I think what did the X Men series and on with Fox was the fact that they chose some really loved but really heavy storylines to adapt. I mean, Days of Future Past is not light reading, nor is the Phoenix Saga. The Phoenix Saga has so many other extra planal and extra universal characters, and it's not even funny, you know? And then, you know, you've got Civil War, and anybody who's read Marvel Civil War knows that that reads like a Tolkien novel, for Christ's sakes. You know, and then Marvel kind of oversimplified it with, you know, and a lot of like Disney had to because they didn't have the rights to all the characters involved. The same with the Infinity Saga. I think if you were going to make a comic book movie and a comic book universe, you have to start small. That's the one thing that I am really looking forward to with James Gunn's universe is there's rumors that his Superman story is based on All-Star Superman, which is right. one of the greatest Superman graphic novels in a long time. And it really portrays how wholesome Clark Kent is and why he's Superman. No, you know, and then the Batman approach he's taking with the brave and the bold. Yeah. You know, Batman and Robin for years, everybody's wanted to see a Batman and Robin. That wasn't, you know, George Clooney and Chris O'Donnell and jokes like he's trying to kill you, Dick. Um, Holy metal Batman. Right. (laughs) Why does my bat suit have nipple? Why does Batgirl have a thong? Right. right. Where's um, my shark repellent? You know, and I think I think <laughs> I hope that James Gunn's universe works. I really loved his work with the Guardians of the Galaxy. I thought those movies were amazing. You know, Peacemaker was fucking hilarious and pointed. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. like there were moments where you're like, oh, he's not such a douchebag. He's a little douchebag, but he, you know, he's not as much as I thought he was. Yeah. You know, and that moment where he was like, why don't you go fuck a fish? I thought that was so. And the fact that you had James, you had fucking Jason Momoa and Ezra Miller. Yeah. Now, I have a question before we start wrapping up to get your guys' opinion. Because like I mentioned before, Marvel Universe, they have. I would love to see James Gunn. We'll pose this as a question. My hope is that at some point James Gunn 
brings the kingdom come storyline to the screen. Ah, uh, that would be good. But like I was saying, the MC universe, you know, I, I mentioned and we all talked about it. They're so cohesive movie to movie. They all intertwined in the story. What's y'all's opinion in how DC has released movies like the Joker um, and stuff like that as side projects that don't really intertwine with any of the other movies, but they are a DC character. How do you guys think that's affected the cohesiveness of the DC universe? I will tell you this coming from somebody that lives in a small town in East Texas, it has completely fucked it for people that don't understand shit. Yeah. So like, <laughs> you know, the biggest thing is it is, it is easy for us to go and see movies um, and, uh, you know, with it being our li lives, you know, that's, that's what we soak into. We're, we're on social media we see this and anytime there's a new, uh, comic book out or animated film or whatever, we're going to watch it, you know, and we're right. going to love it and, uh, or hate it, whatever. Uh, but when they bring up in this perspective, caveats to that green lantern, well, just saying, um, <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, but the in Phantom the perspective, Billy Zane, yeah, that yeah. one with the purple jumpsuit. The, hey, hey. What, you have a purple jumpsuit? I, I do have the exact purple jumpsuit from that movie and the red. I will so pay the you next, the next reunion to wear it on the next year. You do it on the show. you got to wear it to PAX East next year. Yes. I will yeah. give you $100 to wear it for an oh hour and God. walk around PAX East. No, 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 no. All right, if he has to do that, you have to play Skyrim. Yeah, okay. it's happening. No, uh, but I will say this. Um, I can go and watch those movies just probably like y'all and go and watch these movies and enjoy them and know that there's got to be some type of disconnect or it's a different universe or whatever else. But whenever I take someone like my father, who is a classic Batman fan, classic Superman fan, you know, he loved man of steel. He loved now. And he's different than I am. You know, he, I remember us going and seeing every, um, uh, every Christian Bale, Batman, Back, you know every time it came out and he was like fucking great i loved it i loved it i loved it because he loved how it was more realistic and it wasn't this craziness and it was like real world style kind of dark that, drama that you is know? the one thing i will say i agree with those movies the, the scene where like he's in the hot like in his doctor's appointment his doctor's like why is your knee cartilage gone <laughs> you know like why. That's yeah, a, like, that's a, that's what my dad loved about it. You know that he loved the fact that it was just it was so different. And then when Batman versus Superman came out, you know, my dad was like, well, "What is this about?" I'm like, "Oh, it's kind of based on like Frank Miller's Batman and blah 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 blah." And we went and saw it, and he was like, "That was fucking terrible. Like, I don't want to watch anything like that." Then the Justice League came out, and I was like, just go with me, and we go and watch it. And, of course, you know, I thought it was okay, the original, you know, the cut, the first cut of Justice League. But my dad fucking hated it. You know, so that – and he's not the type of person that goes and watches Marvel movies either because he just thinks it's it's too much. He was like, I just want classic. So when we went and saw Joker, he loved Joker, but he hated the Batman. He hated the uh, – he, he hated it. He said he thought that it was – he said the Batman looked weak. He said that Batman was just like, he said the whole aura of the Batman. He was like, he was a depressed emo kid the whole movie. And I was but like, that, well, that universe is Batman. That's what I told him. I was like, but that's a different universe. He was like, fuck the different universes. I just want <laughs> one Batman. And I said, well, that's what they're trying to get See, back to. 
I will say this about the actors that have portrayed Batman over the years. In my mind, the voice of Batman and the voice of Bruce Wayne, and may he rest in peace, is Kevin Conroy. Oh, yeah, no question. That is the voice I hear in my head whenever I read a Batman comic or a Batman graphic novel because yeah. Kevin Conroy. And you know what? When you listen, they're so similar because it's yeah. his natural voice. But there's yeah. enough of a difference where when it comes to Bruce Wayne, Michael Keaton, hands down. best Ben Affleck. No, Ben Affleck is Bruce Wayne to no, me see, better. The reason I say the reason I say Michael Keaton is Bruce Wayne is because strip away all of the superhero of Batman. Take it. Take that all away. Bruce Wayne has fucking issues. All right. He watched his parents get shot in front of his head in front of him. Like the dude is messed up that, you know, and that moment in Vicki Bale's apartment in the 1989 Batman movie when he the Joker shows up. And he's like, you want to get crazy? Let's get crazy. Like, I thought that was, uh, you know, now the the detached playboy. I want to say it's equal between Keaton and Affleck because of the moment in the original in the 89 Batman when Vicky Vale and the reporter guy that I can't remember his name are in the room where they're looking at all the armor. What's that guy's name? He was, I think he was in like on like sitcoms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I was trying to think of what was his name? What was his character's name in the show? I can't remember. Because uh, he showed up in the CW's read um Infinite Crisis. Yeah, he yeah. did. Um, but you know, the like Michael Keaton did a really good job of being a space cadet. We're like, I don't remember buying the suit of armor. Yeah. Where like Ben Affleck was really good at portraying, like, I'm not paying attention, but I am. But when it comes to like mental health and psychosis, I think Michael Keaton captured Bruce Wayne perfectly. Batman, however, on the movie screen, for me, I am a Batfleck fan. I loved when he just wiped out that warehouse floor. Oh, my God. That was the first time you saw Batman be fucking Batman. Yeah. Because let's stop being cavalier and illusionary about Batman. He may not kill people, but he definitely paralyzes them and turns them into quadriplegics at times. Like, I mean, he's he's a brutal justice. And I think Frank Miller's Batman encompassed that and Ben Affleck's portrayal of that encompassed it. Um, what I would really love to see is the true relationship between him and Superman. Yeah. They respect each other. Batman is the only person that Superman trusts with a kryptonite ring. You know, like you look at the, like the absolute power graphic novel and animated series where like Clark makes a joke because he gets shot by Metallo and he's like, if the flash was here and the Batman says something and Clark's like, grow a sense of humor and Batman's like, stop being a dick. Like there's a mutual respect between those two that I think is missing from the Zack Snyder thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you had that moment in the Josh Whedon version where he was like, yeah, I bleed. That was fucking stupid. You know, like, that's the one thing I think that will make James Gunn's vision of the DC universe cohesive is you need that friendship between Clark and Bruce. Yeah, you know, I, like, I 100% agree. And I'll say this to kind of 
add into this as we get about to the end of the show. <laughs> I'm sorry. You guys know me. You get me talking about Marvel and DC. I will keep going. Hey, we have this episode. private chat. If we were just letting you it. go. We're like, hey. <laughs> no, but honestly, I will say this to just wrap uh, this point wait, up. really quick. Mark, Doom is amazing. And when they're yeah. like, what if we did this to you? Batman's like, you haven't. You're stupid. Like that is the greatest moment yeah. in any DC animated movie ever. I he agree. Tells Superman, he's a fucking idiot. Yeah, but you know, I'll, I'll say this: I, I, I think that I think that there's a good possibility that James Gunn can do something really great. Um, I think that if they water down Dwayne Johnson's ego and kind of, I think James good Gunn, <laughs> I think James Gunn. Um, from what has been said outside of uh, outside of saying, uh, you know, uh, outside of uh, Dwayne Johnson coming out and being like, hey, this is what I think. I think James Gunn is going to stick to his guns and really kind of like, you know, oh, push back and I say see what you did there, <laughs> push back and say, hey, listen, dude, we know what the fuck we're doing. You know, I didn't become the you know, I didn't get the position that I did. I didn't make this, the success that I did or whatever because i'm a fucking idiot so um but yeah man this is uh the reunion show the second opinion podcast so um it's been a while since you guys have been on here we really don't always do shout outs and stuff like that anymore it's usually me and bolcher like <laughs> we're looking at the clock i'm like motherfucker it's 9 45 we gotta get this shit over with <laughs> but um but i i want to say shout outs to both of you of course for coming on the show shout outs uh to to mark and uh, retro gamer um, coming in and and uh, chatting it up with us or whatever. Anybody that's watching it as well, um, thank you for 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 um, for watching. Um, and uh, please, you know, just uh, um, give us your opinions. Talk to us. Comment whatever else uh, as per usual. Um, you can actually go to our anchor page and uh, go to anchor.fm. Uh, and search uh, Second Opinion Podcast, and you can um, you can send us messages, you can send us voice requests, you can send us all different types of stuff. So, um, but you'll find this podcast on Spotify, you'll find it on iTunes, uh, YouTube, um, and of course now you're going to be able to watch it uh, on, in uh, video format. So, um, Skelly, you you have anybody you want to thank or shout out? That's pretty much YouTube and everyone, you know, that's, you know, kept up with second opinion over the years and kept what we started going and yeah. allowing us to even come back. What? Eight, nine years after the last show I was on. So, you know, just shout out to you guys for wanting to do this again. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. What about you, uh, Mr. Toaster? Uh, shout outs to you too. Um, I think it's amazing. And I might be slightly inebriated from the bourbon and beer I've been drinking, but I think it's awesome that we haven't done this in a while and we yeah. immediately fell right back into what made the original second opinion podcast a second opinion podcast. Yeah. Um, shout out to my wife who brought me a beer when I asked her to. Um, because <laughs> I didn't yeah, I ran out of beverage for this show. Um, and yeah, just you know, shout outs to everybody who has helped. All of us, you know, Jordan at Cinelinks, Torin with Jay, uh, Rachel and Jen from the Ill Popcorn Podcast. Um, 
and seriously check out Rachel Carr, R E Carr on Amazon. She is an award winning author. Um, but yeah, like I said, most of all, shout out to you guys. I miss doing this podcast with you guys. Uh, I think this show has been amazing. Caleb, I'm so proud and happy with what you've done with D Nasty. Uh, <laughs> hey, man. That started the sketch he's... in my coffee stained fucking notebook. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, he's shout gone through to a Shane. lot. I took him away for a little bit and turned it into a um, fucking flaming controller for some reason. Shout out to <laughs> Shane and Tony for you know giving me a shot at shifted to you. Um, making me stress out about the longest article I've ever written fanboying over Mass Effect. Yeah. Um, and shout outs, you know, Skelly for fucking sitting outside on a picnic table with me while I was like, why does Isaac Clark stomp so hard? And go, <laughs> you know what? This guy should write reviews. Um, and shout out to you that flaked out and gave me the ability to step up and be. Well, the listen, I want to give a shout. Show. I will say that I want to give a shout out to that person because I wouldn't really say that person flaked out. It was a weird time at, at uh, for the second opinion podcast and everything we were going to we were going on or whatever. That person was Mr. Gus Delusion, um, Mr. Delusion. Yep. So um uh big shout outs to delusion he's doing his thing now as dj oh and, yeah he's traveling doing yeah. festivals so and shout uh out shout out to him as well he actually uh reacted to the podcast with the oh my god face when it was uh hey we're doing a reunion thing and he was like holy shit <laughs> i'm so, not talking shit about you buddy but i thank you for not yeah. Being yeah, me and me and Gus are still friends on Facebook, and I follow yeah. what he does. So Gus Mendoza, if you want to Gus Mendoza, Mr. Yep. Mendoza. But anyway, so I will say this: I'm obviously I need to hit up my my dude that does my uh, uh, my intros, and and I'll have my regular intro for the for the podcast for when me and Bolts do it, and then I'm gonna have I'm I already got some I already got the gears cranking for a. Uh, for a retro uh, introduction, um, I got this yeah, guy. This uh, needs that, to keep happening. Yeah, yes. it's gonna, it it's does. gonna for it's, sure. Yeah, you know, um, and and I, I, you know, I, I think, uh, I think it's awesome, man. I really do. I think this is a, a great way of uh, re rekindling the OG uh, second opinion. So, as I usually do, guys, big shout outs to everybody that's listening. Big shout outs to anybody that's watching. Thank you so much, and. Uh, Let's hear this amazing outro yet again, but I love you guys so much. Uh, stick around, you two. I got some words for you. Shit, I'm in trouble. That was fun. This was another opinionated episode of the Second Opinion Podcast. Check out the podcast on Anchor FM, Spotify, iTunes, and Cinelinks.com. Also, check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Second Opinion Podcast, for tons of gaming content coming soon. 